Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm, it's time to get a beer in your glass and unwind with Brad and Johnny, or indeed get very wound up, depending on what happens. We um, we we had an email this week saying that we're dropping too many F-bombs, so I had to listen back to last week's episode, and there there were quite a few, and I think that some people, some people listen with kids also listening, so the F-bombs uh, will no longer be dropped, they will be kept very much on, on the plane slash train. Wow, wow, okay. Listening with kids, I don't know about that. I did see one of the comments from this week's video. Somebody was watching the video with their like couple of month old kid, and they were saying they they hope it was taking notes uh, about <laughs> beer tasting. Have we so become like baby sensory sort of, now? I mean, I guess I'm holding up maybe, lots of fruit. Um, maybe a voice. I've been got a soothing oh, voice, yeah. Johnny. Thank you. Man. Well, somebody somebody a couple of weeks ago, I don't know whether we talked about this last week, com- said if you on the lager tasting video said if you close your eyes. It, he sounds like Kermit the Frog, <laughs> which I'm not sure is accurate. That's harsh. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog. See, I mean, even when I try to do an impression of Kermit the Frog, I don't think I sound like Kermit the Frog. I'm trying to think what he... Rub-a-ducky. I'm trying to think what he sort of sounds yeah, like. Sort of like, like a, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't we, sound like Kermit the Frog. I, I, I didn't think I did either. I, I ignored that comment. I was like, this, this could go down a bad road. I could discover wow. some insecurities i didn't know i had and when my job is to literally listen to myself all day long uh that's not an insecurity yeah. i want no no i can tell i can safely tell you, you don't sound like Kevin the frog thank you you always know what to say brad i'd be like ripping you somehow with kermit jokes uh <laughs> it would have come up previously if uh if if you did i've got a, i've got a kermit the frog uh plush toy that i bought a boot sale years ago that lives in my garage, and I go in there, and I sometimes when I get a bike out, I spot him. He's like a he's like a life size Kermit uh, toy. Um, I don't know why he lives in the garage. I guess I didn't want to bring him in the house, but what? he's what? like a, a garage guardian. Why? 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 Why have I got one? Yeah, I I love Kermit. Kermit Frog's great, man. Like, don't you remember back in the day? You love uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, don't you? Which that was I'm one of the greatest to. films ever made. You love that. I I don't love that, but I do have fond memories of like uh, the Muppet Show and 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 stuff like that, and just sort of Jim Henson in general. And I guess yeah, Kermit and Miss Piggy and stuff like that was was fun back in the day. Well, I guess now it's very on PC, isn't it? They're sort of 
had kind of an abusive relationship. Um, <laughs> it's quite bad, right? Wasn't she like hitting him all the time? And it's like he was really sort of kind of a, a, a spouse abusal sort of not to get too topical with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard in court at the moment. This uh, podcast has not gone in the direction I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you like how I segued from Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, spousal Depp. abuse, Jesus. Johnny Depp? I, I read. I haven't really been following that, but I read something about him getting on a plane, having drunk two bottles of whiskey or something, and then he drank three bottles of champagne on the plane and loads of pills and stuff and i thought how's this guy not dead if he drank at that sort of level that's insane um anyway drink I, safely guys don't don't abuse alcohol it's a terrible thing to do absolutely that, that's important to say on, on on a beer podcast what's not important to say is everything else that has happened before <laughs> so far in this episode um so we'll, we'll we'll move on from that and accusations of miss piggy being abusive um and let, let's talk about um well, what we've been up to this week, um, I haven't actually been uh, out at any events or anything like that. I've mostly been tending to our pastry stout, our Omnipoyo collab, um, yeah. which is going along great guns, maybe even two greater guns. It's it's fermented a little bit drier than I was hoping, but I do have a sample here. Uh, I added all the adjuncts on, when did I add them? Uh, Tuesday. Um, which involved basically i tried to mimic as close as i could what we saw on Napoleo. so loads of muslin bags so i got tiny little muslin bags 10 of them nice cute and filled filled mine with um with hazelnuts cacao nibs and vanilla uh, which took forever if you've got 10 tiny bags to uh, fill and then tie up and then tie together and then put into the beer um but i have a tiny little sample of it in front of me do you want do you want a live reaction to yeah, three days on is it, it's your one then this, nice. is, this is my I, one yours, yours only has vanilla in at the moment your other adjuncts which i guess yeah, we'll yeah. keep secret for now um won't go in for they'll they'll be going in on monday for about three days of, of maceration nice um so yeah i mean it looks exactly as you expect it is extremely thick treacly um so if you switch oil. it around in the glass, how how is it sticking on the side of the oh, glass? Oh, it coats the glass, mate. It coats the glass properly. Nice, um, nice, nice. I've also got bits of nut in my glass, so I'm a bit worried. Horrible phrase. Um, I'm hoping that one of my bags hasn't split, but we'll see. Right, yeah, I was going to say, here. like, <laughs> bags, mate. What happens to the bags? <laughs> the bags, clearly, I've over overloaded the bags. Have they have they, have they been eaten around, eaten away by the, the strong alcohol content? It's just <laughs> it's possible, yeah. Muslim. Yeah, just wow. also been fermented by the uh, copious amounts of USO5 in there. Um, on the nose, nice. I'm telling you, there is so much cacao nib, so much chocolate. Oof. Which I kind of expect from um, the fact that, A, there's there's 200 grams of cacao nibs, but also, uh, obviously, a lot of roasted and, and speciality malt in there. I'm going to give it a sip. I can't wait any longer. Mmm. Good morning. Wow. Wow. Um... So much flavour's come out of that cacao nib already. So much flavour. Um, I might need to remove the cacao nibs because that is really chocolatey. Um, luckily, it's not vegetal. I've had a couple of like slightly vegetal cacao nib beers, um, but that is crazy chocolatey. Not a lot of nut going so, on yet. I need more nut Yeah, I was going to say, haz- hazelnut is not uh, as powerful a kind of flavour in there then at this point. So you're no, thinking- very much not. 
with the muslin bags have you labeled them up will you be able to tell from the sort of the uh, the sort of the shape of the balls inside the bags, Johnny. <laughs> yes, Would you I be able sh- to tell what's in them. I tied the all bags? of the hazelnuts together and all of the cacao nibs together separately, and I should be able to work out which ones were hazelnuts and which ones were cacao nibs. So I can, can remove them. Can we say ball bags? That's not a, an f bomb. Uh, yeah, nut but there's, bags. there's not balls nut bags. in there. They're nuts. Bags yeah. of nuts. Nut bags. Yeah. Nut bags. <laughs> I, I think, Johnny... I think this is I worse than I'm, the F-bombs. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to call my one... Well, actually, no, no, no. I, I think that what you've been doing, right? You've been feeding them sugar, haven't you? Yeah. Right? All this stuff. So I, I, I think sh- the Sugar Monster is a good <laughs> name for, for a beer, right? Or Sugar Monster, yeah. I like that. But um, mm, that sounds delicious. Chocolatey, delicious, it is crude oil-like. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's drier than I thought it was going to be. So it finished at ten twenty eight, and it is definitely coating the glass. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely definitely tastes a little bit drier. So maybe when we release so not the final... as sweet as you were expecting. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there's some little sweets we need okay. to make. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm giving spoilers away now. I don't want to give too much yeah. away. But that yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. That was a full day's work on Tuesday to um like roast up the hazelnuts, get them in the bags, get them put in. Um, chop up the vanilla, get that in. Um, the cacao nibs just came out of a packet. Um, but yeah, getting all that done and filmed. So that was uh, that was my work. Have you have you done anything beery? Uh, at the weekend, I was in. I had a flying visit to Margate, and I I did some drinking in micropubs. So I drank some nice ale from Shivering Sands, which is a like really tiny little brewery um, somewhere in the Isle of Thanet. I've totally forgotten where, but uh, I've had their beers a few times and thought they were pretty good because they're, they're real tiny. So um, I was drinking some of that on the Harbour Arm and I went to Fez uh, very briefly for like one beer. Um, and then uh, what else did I do? I this So this week I did that. Oh, I went to Victoria Pub where we did a bit of filming um a couple of weeks back in Deptford. Oh, for... you went back to the Deptford Victoria. Yeah, yeah. For a five pound curry night. Do you remember uh Phil in there said about a five pound curry night? So yeah. I I went there on Tuesday while you sound like you were uh you know, putting bags in I uh, put in hazelnuts in bags. Um <laughs> and I had a five pound mutton curry and uh half a pint of black. So How was it was tasting delicious, delicious mate. Yeah, 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 that was great. And then yesterday, I almost fired up the barbecue. Um, well, I say barbecue. I, I almost got out uh, one of one of the sort of uh, beer gadgets up for review for Lowbrow, which is like a fire pit slash um, beer crate, um, which which will be coming at some point this summer in potentially a camping outdoorsy uh, edition of uh, Lowbrow. Um, but I decided not to because it was a little bit too chilly outside. Um, but I did, I did drink uh, with a friend uh, some of the beers that we've we've gathered along the way from a few of our little jaunts. So some stuff from Track, some stuff from Cloudwater. Um, there was even some brewed by numbers in there that Josh gave us from our uh, West Coast Fest uh, the other week. Um, I still need to try his Mellers Brewing. 
uh, beer, which is in my fridge. Did you get one of those as well? I've got one Have of those. Yeah, it? yeah. I think that that's my plan for for tonight. I've also nice. been sent. Well, I had one last night, but um, Verdant have sent me some West Coast IPAs uh, to get some feedback. Um, and I had right. one last night. It's called Why Am I Like This, um, which is a beer name I can really appreciate. Um, and it was very, Verdant very good. Making West Coast. This is yeah, this yeah. Is they've, they've they've made a couple. In, in my opinion, they haven't quite nailed it. But this one is is pretty close actually i thought it was, it was a simcoe mosaic so i was always going to like it two of my favorite hops um and yeah really nice sort of juicy tropical uh nose sort of moderated by a bit bit of pine but importantly it was it was dry it was pretty much clear um i'd have wanted a little bit more malt character that'd be my only criticism but otherwise you know the the juiciness and the bitterness were balanced and it was lovely and clean and light and fresh uh yeah really nice beer nice nice um i gave my friend uh uh a stig baguette uh pale ale when i was i was like you have this one i'll have this one and then i said oh can i try a little bit of that because i haven't tried that yet my god it tasted really good and i i had instant regret in uh <laughs> giving him that beer it's always so, an awkward thing like yeah. when when i have friends yeah. over and i you know i don't tell them that i'm doing this but i'm rooting through my beer fridge and i'll be like oh can't you find anything and actually what it is is i can't find anything that i don't want to have myself yeah, you don't want to drink. This is what I... Yeah, I was. I sort of thought, oh, I've got so many beers in the fridge. And then when it came down to it, I was like, man, I want to part with some of these. I've got to like <laughs> try and wheedle out the ones that I don't want as much. But um, Yeah, it's, it's definitely really, a dick move, really isn't it? To be like, I'm not going to give yeah, you the really yeah, good yeah. stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right when it's like a double IPA. Like, we'll share this. But, you know, yeah, when it's a pale yes, ale that you're yeah. really excited to try, yeah, it's it's a wrench giving yeah. it away. And then when you try it and you're like, oh, damn it, that's really good. Yeah. We stupidly we started off on a brick brewery cocktail. Um, what even was it? It was like an imperial stout, but like a sort of mad cocktail flavor one. Uh, sorry, it was a sour. Sorry, it was a sour. Some imperial sour, something crazy. Anyway, mate, it tasted like port. And uh, he said, "Shall we just down it?" So <laughs> we kind of half downed it. And then I instantly felt like really uh, heartburny and quite drunk uh, within within the first beer. So uh, it's a bold yeah. start to start with the yeah they they released a set of of sort of imperial sours inspired by cocktails, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. it was tasty. It's just I don't know whether I it was barrel aged, so it was like bonkers strong. And that that's I also like that that that's a yeah. sipper, Brad. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah if you turn around and go down yeah, like, this pale ale, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was drinking with an Irish man, you see, and and he uh. was he had a he had a first on, so I was like, oh, this is a bit crazy. He was like, oh, let's just down it. So um, anyway, it was only a little beer, but I mean, it was a big little beer. Um, <laughs> Here's a question: So yeah. we we got sent a bunch of uh, Guinness cans as not as a thank you, but yeah. uh, I see you enjoyed this. Do you want a couple more cans because they're hard to get hold of? Have, have, have you been sharing those with your Irish friend who who got us yeah, the contraption? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So shout out to Tommy Clark, uh, the, a true Irish gent who brought me back. Um, uh, I've forgotten what it's called. <laughs> the gadget from Guinness. Nitro Surge. Nitro, Nitro Surger. Surge. Um, as my Christmas present. Um, and he brought me back two cans of very, very hard to get um, Nitro Surge Guinness. Uh, which are which they're just impossible to get hold of so for him to give me that and give me the two of his own cans was a beautiful thing and we we used both of those cans to make that lowbrow video 
um, which then I believe one of the kind of the the head marketing people from Guinness maybe saw it. Reached so out a brand to ambassador, yeah, brand ambassador, yeah, and then sent me a, a I think it was a twenty. It, what 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 size crates? Maybe a twenty four. Oh my date. It's a big crate. There's like twenty cans or something. So anyway, yeah, I gave him eight cans the other day when I saw him. Um, and I've said to him, mate, you can have, basically I have them all, but apart from we'll keep a couple back. Cause I think we're going to do a bit of a rundown of home serving methods, uh, yeah, in a yeah, low brow as well. Um, so that will come into effect. Uh, cause I thought it was a wicked way to, to drink a Guinness, like really awesome. Um, but this is the thing, man, like you put out good, good vibes into the world. Like he brought us back that thing, which we would no way be able to get hold of. And two cans, and then I re- I return to him eight cans in this install installment, and then I'll give him another eight cans when he needs them. So it's like uh, it's like a sort of Easter miracle, mate. It, I gave him, him <laughs> over Easter, so it's like sort of turning uh, water into wine, or that that isn't what happened at Easter, Jesus Brad. <laughs> No, he got dead, didn't he? Yeah, he got yeah. dead. And then he yeah, he got up. deaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously he survived ate, being ate, dead. The Easter bunnies brought him sacrificial chocolate eggs that he ate when he was in the cave. And that gave him the bare strength to um, push asunder the rock that the Romans uh, had right, placed. That, so that's why we eat chocolate eggs at Christmas? Yeah, at Christmas, yeah, yeah. Easter. ferocious... Yeah, at Christmas as well. Yeah, we eat them at Christmas too. No, you, you eat chocolate uh, eggs. Nobody else does. We call them Terry's yeah, chocolate yeah, oranges. Yeah. yeah, Terry's chocolate oranges. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's exactly <laughs> that's that's as accurate as the Bible, uh, I reckon. There you go. Um, this this yeah. actually leads us quite neatly onto the video, Brad, because um, oh. my my Easter egg this year. Um, in case you're asking, yeah. it, it was a lint uh, a lint Easter egg. Um, Did you featured- get a what? Hang on, you got the Easter egg or you got a bunny? What are we talking here? I got, I got an Easter egg. Fuck! You got a lint Easter egg. I uh, saw those the other day, uh, reduced in a supermarket. They were they were massive. Did it come with all of the the little truffle? Yeah, I got the dark well? chocolate, the milk chocolate, oh, and the mate. white chocolate ones. It was, it was a pretty good Easter egg. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, we're you, not here to. You're winning Easter. We're not here to uh, to promote lint. Um, the yeah. reason I raise that is because uh, a little a little portion of that Easter egg did in fact feature in this week's video because it was the only chocolate i had to hand um when it came to collating all the ingredients uh, that were going to help me explain where all the different flavors come from in beer which was this week's episode it's something i've wanted to make for quite a long time we've had lots of people ask about it because i think it really does help you break down the beer and understand styles better because you know if you're told this is a malt forward style you're going to know what flavors are malty um and in particular i think yeast and hop flavors can get kind of kind of confused because you know yeast can have a bite yeast can have a snap yeast can have stone fruits um earthy characteristics all this kind of stuff that that hops also have um and it was a solo effort so what did you think of it brad This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. 
These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music, and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time, I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers, and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Mate, I thought it was great. I think this is the sort of beer education that we need to be putting out into the world. Um, I think we could all learn from it if we're, you know, far along the journey. Sometimes it's good to just to break down stuff like that and go, oh, okay, that's where that flavour comes from. I knew that, but I kind of forgotten. So it's nice to see someone reassuring me that <laughs> I, I taste this in this style of beer, and that's because of uh you know the hops that are in it or whatever i think it's it's really good it's uh it's a key component of understanding why beer is good uh in the same way that you know we've covered uh why why off flavors are bad um i think it's it's all you know we all need to have this understanding um i think we, we innately know why we like or don't like flavors but it's good to know why they have arisen yeah i mean if you really dislike you know stone fruit in beer um and i tell you that you know that comes from certain yeast strains you can either avoid it or indeed search for that um yes so i think it is a a really powerful tool for for understanding beer and and working out what you're going to like better um in the comments underneath um I, i put a question asking people to tell uh, sorry, to ask us, you know, what the weirdest flavour they'd ever got in beer or, you know, if there was a flavour they've often got and they don't know where it's come from um, that I could try and try and explain. We've had lots of people write in with some pretty wild flavours. Um, yeah. Lots of things that people are, are getting. Um, mostly manure. So mostly people who are sort of getting Brett and not knowing what Brett Britannomyces is, which I didn't really dig into in the video slightly annoyingly. Um, I probably should have included a little section on Brett because it is... Um, <laughs> a real surprise, I think, to a lot of people that drink a breaded beer for the first time. Um, but the, the comment that I've picked out this week is from Dan Calzaretta, who says, in, COVID, in the COVID before times, I visited Iceland in winter and had a local beer by whew, ste- Steady, Steady, S-T-E-D-J-I Brewing. Uh, and right, wait for this. Made with whale testicles smoked over sheep stuff. Mm. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie, I would not be ordering that on the bar. Um, a, because I'm not sure whether a. we should be consuming whale, but B, no. we definitely shouldn't be consuming sheep's dung. Um, Are you um, going to read the rest of that out? Because it got a bit lewd, that question. <laughs> he it? said, it was a somewhat smoky brew. I sure had a ball drinking that beer. <laughs> it was nuts. Why is this happening with this podcast? What? I don't know. Maybe I read that comment just before we went on air, and I thought, no, do you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to take a higher road, but that obviously influenced my nut and ball chat. Yeah, it's uh, like the Darren Brown technique where, you know, he gets people to think of things by subtly slipping them in. Uh, This wasn't so subtle. It was just we both read this. Nothing subtle about that comment. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that beer Uh, sounds absolutely disgusting. Uh, What did you I I wouldn't be drinking that. (laughs) Oh, no, I just, I wouldn't be drinking that either. It's making me think of when you, when we were in uh, Norway, and you ate the fermented, sorry, the like the tinned fish that's like gone. Yeah, is yeah, it fermented, fermented fish, and, like yeah, monkey yeah. for 
yeah, that smelled pretty pungent. Well, it's not, it's not gone um, manky. No more than, you know, a wild beer goes manky. It's just yeah, fermented yeah, yeah, yeah. with wild yeasts. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Wild <laughs> is the word. Um, we both ate uh, deer's heart, didn't we, there? And we all had sorts deer's of stuff heart, and yeah. like goat's head and a, oh, yeah, like a giant. Well, yeah. um, and we had, um, was, like, we had cod, the milk gland like, of a calf, yeah. which I felt a bit bad about it, afterwards, but it was quite tasty. Did we? Oh, fuck me, I don't even remember that. There's some weird stuff up there, man. They eat, they eat the, uh, everything, ear to hoof or whatever the expression is, don't they? Mm. The nose whole to shebang tail is the nose to tail. Nose yeah. to tail. Um, my comment was from Chris K, a uh, friend to the channel. Uh, really great, interesting video. I have to say, tasting notes can sometimes put me off of beers because I'm not a fan of the flavour mentioned. Um, I think that's I think that's an interesting point. Uh, if you've got you know like something that's that's you know says it tastes like something and you don't like the something that it supposedly tastes like should you avoid it or should you just sort of take it with a bit of a pinch of salt uh no pun intended and just sort of say well you know it might have some sort of quality like that but it's not going to be full-on um banana let's say for like an s3 bananary uh belgium offering you're not you're not gonna feel like you're eating a banana (laughs) so it's. It, it, I can imagine it can put as many people off as it can intrigue and uh, uh, bring people to to it. Tasting yeah, man, notes. That, that's the nail on the head, and that that's that's why tasting notes are so important because it's going to put some people off who aren't going to enjoy it, and it's going to attract some people that that definitely are. So you know, a lot of the time. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably say, you know, if you're out there for an adventure, out there to enjoy something and have, have sorry, to have a new experience, then 100% yeah. you should be picking up stuff that maybe you wouldn't normally, where the tasting notes would be like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But generally, I'd be like, drink what you want. Like, if, if, yeah, if yeah. there's a tasting note on there that you don't fancy, then don't buy the beer, find something else. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of coconut, but I do like Sabro and beers. I think it, it adds a sort of spicy kind of i don't know like an oil i don't know what it is it's, yeah it oily, has, i think that, the right that word yeah yeah oily kind of thing to it which is interesting mm. um now will i drink sad red beers all night probably not but i would i would drink one at least and think that's pretty cool i, I like it i'm into it mm. um, and that is where you so, have to be a bit you know, cautious with tasting ice because yeah like you say it's not all you're going to taste unless it's an all sabro beer it's going to be a huh, yeah. there's a little a little tickle of coconut that goes so well with you know the the mango or the lime flavors that are also in there so it's yeah it's, it's a tricky thing for for breweries to play around with and to to put mm. out there because you know if you say this has sabro so it has notes of coconut people are going to think it's like full on coconut whereas actually you know it's it's a quarter of the hot bill and it's just a little a little accent that goes really well with the eldorado pure juice vibes um Pure juice. So yeah, take take tasting notes with a pinch of salt, I guess. And remember that everybody gets different things. You know, all of these things are chemicals, right? They're all chemicals that produce certain aromas. And some people get different aromas from different chemicals. You know, what smells like mango to me might smell like lychee or passion fruit to you to some extent. There is a bit of sort of subjective, a bit of license in, in how we perceive yeah, yeah. flavour and aroma and how it plays with nostalgia and memory and what we've just eaten and the sunlight being in your eyes and all this kind of stuff influences how we how we taste it. For sure, mate. For sure. Um, 
we need to talk about the Brig Brew Day, Johnny. We absolutely do. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, so uh, we've been asked by quite a few people recently what, when our next live show is going to be. We've kind of dropped the ball with that. We've been so incredibly busy. They, they do take a bit of organising and finding dates, so apologies for that. We do have one in the works, but we haven't finalised the date yet. But we do have a homebrew live show that will be happening on the 7th of May, so a couple of weeks away, not many weeks away. Um, Big Brew Day is... Um, Hosted by the grandfather company that owns Grandfather Bevy, um, they host it every single year, and it's a live brew along in which they'll pick a style and everybody brews it as we go through. And we'll be hosting it this year. We were on it very briefly last year, and this year we're going to be brewing a fruity uh, imperial porter, um, a recipe designed um, by the head brewer of Weathered Souls. Um, over in Texas. It's a really interesting recipe. Uh, f- got fruit purees, cacao nibs going in, all kinds of stuff to make this beautiful big beer. And we'll be brewing that um, on the day, live from 4pm on our channel and also on our Facebook and also on uh, Grainfather's Facebook. And you can buy the uh, recipe kit from Malt Miller and brew along with us or you can um, look at the recipe. I'll put a link to the recipe live um, so that you guys can, can potentially brew it at home and with your own ingredients if you've got them um or perhaps other brewery uh, other homebrew suppliers will be releasing a kit but basically if you've missed our live shows you can still tune in i know we'll be brewing but we will also be drinking chatting to professional brewers chatting to home brewers chatting to grandfather about their kit lots of interesting conversations to be had over the sort of four or five hours that we will be live um I'd say probably tune tune in about halfway so that me and Brad are a little bit merry. The boil's on, um, and I think we'll be having uh, maybe the Malt Miller guys on, so that'll be good fun. We'll taste some tasty beer and and have a good natter. So even if you're not a homebrewer, it'll be good fun. But if you are a homebrewer, check out the recipe and maybe join in. Nice, nice. Hopefully your internet connection is strong for... (laughs) A multi-hour live show in the in the brudio. We we've I've I've been testing that. I think we're going to be okay. I think. Nice. We'll find out. Nice. Um, yeah, but that's what we've got time for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed this week's video. We've got another absolute cracker next week, but I'm not going to give spoilers about it because it's that much of a cracker. Um, so we'll cool. see you at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, don't forget the Big Brew Day, Saturday, 7th of May, and you can buy the Brew Along kit from Malt Miller. Love and beer. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel and if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Love and beer.